Hey everybody, it's Phil Goth here again with the God Watch Podcast. Thanks again for coming back and choosing to spend some time with us. So I feel so fortunate today that I'm able to bring you a show from a gentleman named Jason Kane. He's another young guy who just has a heart for God. And uh, he can relay his story better than I ever could in this little short intro. So let's get started. Ladies and gentlemen, Jason Kane. Jason, thanks for coming. Yeah, my being pleasure. On, being on the show and, and spending some time with me. I guess just to kind of catch some people up, what is it, maybe two, three weeks ago, I came by. I think about two, three. About three weeks ago, I came to the one of the college ministry groups that you attend, mm-hmm. came and talked for a little bit, and uh, I looked out and, you know, I don't there may be 20 kids there, 20, 20 young adults there, <laughs> and... Uh, I seen a, a whole lot of eyes that were just big and not a lot of talking and and you were very engaged and and it made it more comfortable for me it helped me to get into it a little bit more cuz I don't know if when you when you get up there and talk to people and you look out and it's just crickets you're like what am I doing wrong yep. so I'm glad that we could kind of connect there in the short time that we had to spend but it was evident that you love God you love Jesus and so that's one of the reasons that I think we kind of connected on this and I was like hey here's what I'm doing you want to come participate and, yeah. <laughs> and you graciously said yes so I, I can't thank you enough man happy to be anywhere God's moving yeah I, I hope I hope so man <laughs> but uh with that I, I guess I don't know that much about you honestly you know I mean just in the in the short time that we spent together in a, in a kind of a big group so mm-hmm. what do I need to know about you what what uh, where did you grow up where did you come from I mean you're a young guy mm-hmm. what do you what do you got going yeah so um, I guess the the kind of I try to give you the uh, abridged version <laughs> of my life and uh, I was actually born and raised in Johnston Iowa so I spent my whole life in in Iowa and I grew up uh, Grew up in a comfortably middle-class family, you know, didn't really have too many things to be worried about, and uh, actually grew up in the church. Um, I was, my, my mom is, was Catholic, and my dad was spiritual, so we always joked that they met in the middle, and we were raised Lutheran, so, <laughs> so we got to kind of blend. So I grew up kind of knowing about God and, and all this stuff, but uh, I never really accepted Christ into my heart, and I never, you know, actually made that that commitment, and and it was great because it was kind of somewhere to go on Sundays and, you know, it was, it was somewhere where I could, you know, me see my friends and hang out, but I, but I never had that relationship with God. And all that was great until, you know, life, life hits. You know, yeah, for sure. Thanksgiving. You know, and so did you graduate from Johnston? I then? did. I did. S- did you know that I did too? I did not. <laughs> so that's, uh, that, I didn't ever, I lived there as I got older. I didn't live there when I was in school there, but um, that's where I graduated from. So, awesome. see, look at that. Look, nice. But, you know, nice. but at least I know, I kind of know the area now. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a, a fairly affluent community, pretty tight knit, you know, all the things that are maybe a little dysfunctional or hidden. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, they, oh, yeah. that, that community is, is big on keeping up appearances. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, I was involved there, I know. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> yeah, and so I think that that at least lets me know where you where you came from. Mm-hmm. And so mom's Catholic, doing her Hail Marys, mm-hmm. talking to talking to 
All the saints. Yep. Dad's <laughs> spiritual. What does that mean? Like, because I have, I have some friends who are spiritual in, yeah. air, in air quotes, and you know, they believe that there's some mystical force that moves the trees. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Are you spiritual like that, or spiritual and I don't have a denomination? Jesus is cool. No, more, more spiritual in that. Uh, I think kind of diving into that a little deeper. Like my mom was always able to experience God and, and love him in the structures he had placed in her life. You know, okay. he, she could take it, she could take his word that God is good, that he's always going to be there for me, that these things are set up for a reason. And through that, um, Catholicism was really able to, to work, you know, in her and through her and, and give her that relationship. But my dad was a lot like me and that he always had questions and he had to figure it out himself. And, and so um, he is Christian, he accepted Christ, and, um, but he, he's like me, he's always got the, the deeper, you know, searching for the deeper parts of God and the bigger understanding, and like, okay, like, I understand we live in this big old universe, but like, what about this, and what about this, and what about this, and yeah. so he's always searching after, you know, more of who God is, and so that's kind of what I mean in the more spiritual and, and deeper parts of, okay. of God's character. Yeah, no, I like, I like that, so that's a good way to put it, not... Not watching trees and yeah, you yeah. Know, doing, doing some crazy yeah. in, the, in the in the third eye. There's just, yeah, know, yeah, whatever, whatever yeah. it is. But uh, so okay, so so now you're you're in school. You're young. You're a young guy. I mean, you're you fresh out of college, right? Yep, graduated in December. Okay, so really, high school that age wasn't all that long ago for you. Mm-mm. And so. Did you grow up? I mean, you said your family kind of brought you into it. You guys were raised Lutheran. Like, what, at what age is this kind of the transition between that personal relationship? When is that? Yeah, so that actually, um, that did not happen until I was, I, th- I want to say, around 20 years old. Okay. And that was after I had, you know, kind of touching back on that point that, you know, it's really great to have, you know, the, the more ritualistic and the knowledge of God, but if you don't have that actual relationship with him and things fall apart, um, you know, that caused me at a point in my life to actually turn my back on God. And so from when I was 15 to 20, um, I spent a lot of my time angry, bitter, um, really mad at God, refusing to believe that God was there. Um, And I started searching out for happiness or understanding or that hole, to fill that hole that was in my heart, you know, um, with any and everything I could possibly find in the world. So now, you, you know, you kind of turn your back on God. Is there, is there a situation in particular you can point to? Like, I know I've talked to a lot of people who have told me, like, oh, I was raised in the faith, and then my dad got sick, and, mm-hmm. you know, God couldn't, you know, a loving, good God that I know couldn't do that to me, or, you know, these kind of things. Can you point to a specific time and say, hey, this is what I did not understand mm-hmm. about God. Yeah, I, I mean, can, yeah, it's, uh, it's actually, so my grandfather, uh, he, like, I love that man to death. He was amazing, and he'd always showed me that just, like, unconditional love, and, you know, like, he was kind of an embodiment of God and Christ in my life, that, you know, showing Jesus' love all the time, and he had grown up in Kentucky on tobacco farm, smoking since he was five, so when I was 15, he was diagnosed with COPD and emphysema, and kind of almost verbatim what you just said, I, you know, all of a sudden, this, these, these things that I thought were 
you know, these more religious things of like going to church on Sunday, that doesn't stand up when you have to face things like death and, and try yeah. to understand that. And like you said, I, I got so mad and I was like, how could a good God do this? Why would you take away this man that like I, that like I love and who loves me? Like, how are you going to be good and do that to me? Like, how could you possibly do that? And so I kind of started viewing God through the lens that one, he wasn't good. And then two, that he just wasn't there. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's funny that that is the case because, you know, I brought that up as just a random example, but that is probably one of the more common reasons that I see that people step away from their faith a little bit or distance themselves from God. And it's sad for me because I don't really always know how to explain different to them. You know what I mean? It's, you know, the when it gets so emotional to somebody, that idea that oh, he's, it's God's plan. He's got a better plan than us. Mm-hmm. Just hold strong. You know what I mean? Like, that's not convincing in that yeah. situation. And so, like, now looking back, I would say that in a lot of the, the young adults that I've worked with, you're pretty spiritual in the, in the short time that we've been together. You know, I mean, <laughs> I know I was like, does anybody want to pray? And you're like, I'm like, we got to get out of here in just a couple minutes. And you're like, well, it's going to take more than a couple minutes. <laughs> it usually dude, does. I love I, my time with the Lord. <laughs> I, uh, I laughed because, you know, I was like, oh, all right, he's probably just going to pray for, you know, maybe, maybe an extra 30 seconds. <laughs> and then, like five minutes later, I'm like, wow, this kid's got to start wrapping this thing up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I think that that connection that you have with God <laughs> is, is relevant and mm-hmm. it's, it's powerful. And so I would love to hear, you know, how do you rationalize that now? Being that you have walked in that, in that idea that God committed this against me, mm-hmm. there can't be a loving God. Yeah. Like, if you could explain that to somebody else who's been in that situation, how do you rationalize that now? Or is it kind of, you've just come to terms with, God's power is better than mine. I don't understand. Like, yeah. what, where, where are you at with that now? So that actually uh, does tie into two big experiences that I, can, that I can say. And, you know, for anybody who might be listening that's kind of struggling with that, and you know, I just want to say to them that it, it breaks my heart saying this, and I truly pray and do not want anybody to ever have to go through this. But I think a lot of Christians look at people and condemn them. And they say, Why don't they just get it? Why don't they just get it? And the scariest thing for me, but also one of the most like humbling things to me that is that a lot of people will not accept that God is real and God is good until they know that hell exists. You know, yeah. they know that there's something worse out there, that it's God's really trying to do that for you. And so um, two experiences that they really just woke me up about that was, um, so when I was, you know, when I was 15 and turned my back, um, on God, and like I said, started going into the world. Um, I tried alcohol first and foremost. It, it's great; you feel good for a couple nights, you know. And I was younger; my liver could process it, yeah. so, which was nice. And then, now, now that you're older, you know, you feel I'm, older, bad I'm just like days. I'm way too old for this. <laughs> but uh, how old you? Twenty what? Twenty four. Twenty four. <laughs> oh man, you. You're, you're still on the good side. Yeah, I know, I know, but it's just like, well, once those two-day hangovers came in, I was like, nope. <laughs> but uh, so, you know, I, I tried that, and then you slowly realize that um, it's, it's never going to make the, the pain go away. And so then I started getting into the party scene, and people thought, oh, I was cool now. And I was like, ooh, attention. And, you know, I was like, okay, well, this made it feel better. And then, you know, but I'd still go home and be alone with myself, and the depression came back in. And 
So I was like, okay, I got to find something else to, to cure this. And so I started popping pills and, you know, it was great for a while. And then sure enough that, that stuff came back in because I never dealt with underlying issues. And, and um, so I just kind of dove deeper and I went into harder and harder and harder stuff. And um, there was one day where we were, uh, so me and a, a friend of mine had gone and, and we were, you know, we were smoking crack and we were freebasing cocaine and, and uh, you know, so I remember we were in this, this house and, and I was sitting on the couch and I was looking at this big old bay window and my buddies were in the kitchen and it was just like really dark and all I could see was outside and I just kept, you know, I was smoking my stuff, getting high and, and you know, get like 10 minute high and then come back down and, you know, 10 minute high, come back down, 10 minute high, come back down and then I had a little bit left and so I was like, all right, I'm gonna get as high as I possibly can, you know, it's like I'm just gonna use the rest of this and I just lit the whole thing and I held it in for as long as I could and breathed out and, and I sat there and like, you know, when cocaine and, and crack, like it's a very strong drug that like makes your heart rate, you're very evident of it. And I remember just sitting there and being like, and I sat there and I was like, holy crap, what's, what's going on? And, and, and my heart had stopped and, and I couldn't breathe. And I felt like somebody was trying to like break through the inside of my sternum. And in that moment, I was sitting there and I started freaking out. I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? I, I, I can't control this. What do I do? And I had this feeling start coming up like the, the tips of my fingers and the tips of my toes. And it started working up my fingers and then, and then up my hand and sort of working halfway up. And it wasn't like, you know, when you sit on your hand and it falls asleep and gets like... It gets kind of numb a little yeah, bit. It was, like, it was like it was gone. Like I didn't have a hand anymore. And I couldn't breathe and I was freaking out and I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, what am I going to do, what am I going to do? And um, then all of a sudden I just like, you know, went out of my body. And, you know, when they say your life flashes before your eyes, you know, it does. You get this quick like 10 second synopsis of like everything that had happened in my life up to that point. But the, the beautiful thing to me and the thing I want people to take away from that is that it's not what house you had, it's not what, where, what cars you had, it's not even where you were, it's the people. It's all relationships. You know, I saw my friends, I saw my family, I saw my cousins, I saw every, that, that's all the relationships I'd had. And, um, and then I saw, like, my mom and she was crying, I saw my dad and he was crying, I saw my sister and she was crying, and, and uh, I just saw, like, this local, this, like, newspaper said, like, local boy dies in crack house. And after that, I, uh, I saw what I can best describe as hell. Um, it was, you know, I didn't have, it wasn't, there wasn't like a body that I was in. I didn't have a body, but it was just void and dark and just hopelessness and just, just death. Like, like, not like the term we all throw around. I mean, like eternally, completely death like it was sealed off from God there was no hope there was no love there was no joy there's no like hey, hey I can wake up tomorrow and fix this you know like yeah. I know I've messed up a lot I'll repent, like, I'll repent tomorrow right right I'll yeah. repent tomorrow like I got time I got time no it was it was done like it was eternal and I remember it was terrifying and I remember just crying out and being like God please don't let me die like this please don't let this happen please don't let me stay here please please and I, and I was calling out to God and I called out in Jesus's name I was like, please don't let me stay here. Please don't let me stay here. I don't want this. I don't want this. I was like, I, I, I don't want this. And then all of a sudden, I just like, back into my body. And at this point, this had like 
gotten like up past my, my elbows and my knees and I was just like, I can't sit here, I can't stay here. I was like, I cannot die like this. And I threw myself up off the couch and, and I pushed myself up and I, and I ran in the kitchen and I was just like, just like forcing myself to breathe, just running around, just like screaming, just like, please God, don't let me die. Please God, don't let me die. Like in Jesus name, please don't let me die. Like, please don't let me die. And, and my friends are like looking at me like, what the heck's this kid doing? Because some dude just right. got high and now he's right. And now he's about Jesus. Exactly. He's like, what the heck's going on? And I'm like, and I'm like, please don't let me die. And then all of a sudden I remember it just like, just like kicked back in. And, and I grabbed a table and I, and I sat there and I was like, what the heck just happened? And I tried to, I, I, I couldn't really comprehend what had just happened. And I looked at my friends and I was like, like, what the heck's wrong with you? I was like, I think I just died. And they're like, oh, it's cocaine. Everybody thinks they died. I was like, no, no, like, I, like I, I, I actually just died. And they're like, yeah, go smoke some weed. Like, you'll be fine. Yeah. You you like, know, like, it's funny because in, <laughs> in drug culture, that's the, that's the fix for everything. Yeah. Go smoke some weed. It'll calm you down. Right. Like, you'll be fine, man. Like, stop freaking out. And so I was like, so I did, you know, and I like pushed it to the back burner. And, and I didn't really, I couldn't understand what had just happened. And so. At that point in my life, I still didn't turn back to God. You know, I, I, I took the, 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 the literal second chance of life he gave me, and I kept looking for things in the world. I kept, I dived even deeper into the partying. I dived even deeper into drinking. My, my fix, the, the thing that was wrong, was I was like, okay, I can't do crack cocaine anymore. Like, yeah. that, that, was the, that was the revelation yeah, that that's I had. Too, that's you know? too much. Like, I, can't, I just, just like, can't, I gotta stay off coke. Right, that was, that was the one thing I can't be doing. And so, but you know, like, gradually going through that, it, it, it came right back, you know, Satan came right back. There, there's, there was no, I still had not accepted Christ into my heart and there was no eternal fix for the, the, the pain and the death and that hole that I felt in my heart. And so I ended up getting into, you know, I ended up getting into uh, Oxycontin again, which, you know, led into starting to, to one night, I remember there was, um, when Des Moines cracked down on opiates and they like put all like the biggest dealers and they all went to jail. Everybody yeah. went to jail. Well, there was that thing that pharmacy got mm -hmm. busted for yep. distributing thousands and, and they and they cracked yeah, down on and, everybody. Yep. And so I was me and my buddies were hanging out and we, uh, you know, we had gotten to the point where it was like, okay, well, I'm not coming down because you know with like opiates, horrible withdrawals. It's like I'm not coming down. Yeah. You know, we got to find something and. So, you know, like, sure enough, the guy, one of the guys comes back and brings heroin, and I was like, ah, oh, whatever, like, I'll do that. And another guy, and, and so, like, I started doing that. I was snorting it, and, you know, getting, you start nodding out, because it's really freaking strong. And, and one of my buddies was like, hey, man, like, wake up, don't be a pussy, like, come on, like, wake up. And I was like, I was like, I was like, ah, and he's like, here, I got something for you. And he, uh, he gave me a meth pipe, and I'd done it, like, once or twice, you know, parties before, and, so I did, and I smoked it, and I remember doing a line, smoking that, doing a line, smoking that, and then just out. Like, don't, don't remember what happened, and I, and I woke up and was at my friend's house, and I thought that, you know, it was the weekend had gone by. You know, like three days had passed, and, and uh, I come to find out that like a month and three days had passed where I just, I don't remember. I don't remember anything that happened. I actually thank God I don't remember, because um, I feel like, you know, that's one of the things that, that draws people back into that is that craving for that, that feeling. And when I woke up, I said, you know, it just hit me. I was like, I, I can't do this anymore. I, yeah. was like, I was like, I really can't do this anymore. And so I, I walked away. Um, I was kicked out of my house at the time um, by good, for good reason. You know, I don't blame my parents for that. I thank my dad for protecting my family because it, it wasn't me. You know, it was the drugs and, and Satan working through that. And it was all that stuff trying to, to work through me. And so... 
I went and I went through withdrawals. I stayed at people's houses. And so at this point, I was trying to figure out what the heck do I do with my life? And fast forward a little bit, I had a good friend come into my life who actually explained, like, you know, he was smoking weed too with me, but he's like, I was like, man, like, what the heck am I doing? And he's like, I was like, yeah, he's like, I don't know, God will, God will, you know, God, I trust God's got me. He's like, even in the middle of this, I trust God's got me. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah. what? He's like, he's like, I still have faith. I was like, you have what? <laughs> I was like, so, so you go to church on Sunday? I was like, that was me. He's like, no, 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 no. He's like, I have faith. Like, I have a relationship with God. He's like, I know that I'm messing up and I'm doing these things I should not be doing. He's like, but I know God still loves me. Yeah, and that's, and that's, I think that's probably crazy to hear because mm -hmm. you see somebody who's probably not living out the faith in the way that mm -hmm. God desires it, right? But he understands that there is this relationship yep. that he has with Jesus. And I think that as much as being in that world and maybe, you know, the drug culture and activities and things like that are not positive for us and, you know, we wouldn't want those. I see a lot of people within churches who don't have that personal relationship. And so, mm -hmm. you know, I think one of the things that I at least feel fortunate for is that I understand that just because somebody is maybe not that stereotypical mm -hmm. version of a Christian doesn't mean that they're lacking in faith. Yeah. And just because somebody's in church on Sunday doesn't mean that they're strong in faith, mm -hmm. you know? And so I know that one of the things that I started doing was I take somebody's relationship and their, their faith and experiences in faith at face value. If yeah. you tell me you're Christian and you tell me that you love Jesus, cool, let's, let's do that. Until you prove to me otherwise, mm -hmm. I just have to believe you. That's yeah. your relationship, not mine. Like I can only control mine, Yeah, you know? And so now let's step back a little bit. And so, I mean, you just kind of blew right through a story where you, <laughs> you died, all right? Yeah, or, you know, yeah, or came uh, close to death. So something that you probably don't know and that I think most people don't know, so let's put it on the internet, that is close to an experience that I had, yeah. right? So I had addiction issues. And one of the first steps that I ever had that showed me maybe I needed to start exploring my faith was something like that. And yeah. what happened was, you know, I was at a party, loud music, speakers, dancing, lights, mm -hmm. all sorts of stuff. And, uh, you know, we were using. And next thing you know, I decided I was going to go take a rest. And so I laid down on the floor underneath this mirrored ball and lights shining everywhere and uh, got up and, and I couldn't hear anything. Yeah. Okay, I mean, mine's, mine's different than yours for sure, but I couldn't hear anything. Mm -hmm. But I felt the most peaceful experience that I've ever felt in my life. And I walked around and I went into other rooms and I seen my friends and they were doing, you know, stuff with other people and I knew what was happening in those rooms and I still couldn't hear anything. And this went on for a while, and I, and I remember the only thing that I ended up hearing was somebody said, go. And I walked around, and, and I walked over, and I looked down onto the ground, and I seen my body laying on this floor. Yeah. And then I sat up. And, I mean, it was the oddest, most peaceful, but yet crazy 
feeling that I've ever had. Yeah. And in, in moving out of that and having time to digest it, I think that the reason that I attribute it to faith is because it was so peaceful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in reading about like near-death experiences and things like that, um, you know, you hear about these people who disconnect from their body and then, you know, some people see the, you know, all oh, this bright light and I walk towards it or I can turn around and go back or, you know, these, these different things like that. And I can't say mine was exactly like that, yeah. but I just knew that, you know, coming from, coming from drug culture, you're always trying to get to that place, right? Mm-hmm. You want to get to that, that feeling where everything is peaceful and those outside influences that you're running from aren't. And so in my mind, I say, I just reached that, right? I just had the most peaceful experience I've ever had in my life. Nothing bothered me, nothing yeah. was good. And then I remember, you know, the next day or so, I knew in my, I knew myself, I can never reach that again. Like, I am fortunate that I didn't die. Yeah. I'm fortunate that I made it through there. I can never try to replicate that experience yeah. because who knows, you know, one way too much, not enough, you're dead, yeah. right? And so that was really the pivotal turning point for me when I realized there's something bigger than me out there. There's something bigger than me that exists. And someday I will experience a greater peace than I have ever experienced in this life, Mm -hmm. right? And so now that you kind of take a step back and and you look at this near death, do you have any revelations on how that approaches your life in the future, you know, yeah, that, yeah, does, yeah, that, yeah. does that affect your views on heaven, on God, yeah. on these things? Because I wrap this up in this, in this big tight bow. And you know what? It might not make sense to somebody when mm-hmm. I just explain these bits and pieces to you. But in my mind, mm-hmm. I know that there is a place of peace and yeah. tranquility, right? Yeah. So where, where, where are you at with that? So uh, that actually feeds into the, the second point. <laughs> it's a great transition. See, look, we should have scripted this. You, came, <laughs> you came so prepared. You have multiple points. <laughs> yeah, so that, that, I mean, that, that falls back into the second part in that, you know, after my friend had, had, uh, had explained that to me, it was, uh, you know, he, he planted this seed where I saw him show an act of faith that, that just shook me. You know, it was like, people don't act that way. And I was like, where did that come from? You know, yeah. and so I remember... I was asking him all these questions and, and I still was trying to seek out, okay, like I knew, like you said, there's something, something out there. I, did, I knew what I had seen and I did not want to go to that. I was like, I, I knew there had to be something better and greater. And so I kept asking him all these questions. I was like, okay, well, what about Jesus and who is God really? And, and what about this? And, and he had, uh, he's, he kept explaining it and explaining it and kind of explaining it and eventually he just goes, look, 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 man, you need to meet my mom. And so everybody who knew his mom that was in like that culture knew you did not go meet his mom because yeah. she was just like this godly woman. You were just like, you know, you didn't want to be around that. It was like, it was like the shame and the guilt and the con- like, it just, it came upon you, you know, like Satan tried to convince me that that was, that was who I was. And so eventually he's like, look, dude, just meet my mom, come talk to her. And I was like, uh, fine. <laughs> you know, I was like, fine, whatever. And I remember the, the moment 
I went to her house and I opened that sliding glass door and I walked in. I was hit with just this wall of just peace. And it's just like, felt like I was being wrapped in love and just this warm blanket. And I looked around and I was like, what is this? <laughs> I was like, what is this? Yeah. I was like, I was like, I, I was like, what is this? And like, you come home to this right, every I was day? Like, is, this, like, is this how you live? Like, are you serious? And, and, and so I started asking her questions and asking her questions. And, you know, more of our friends started asking her questions and asking her questions. And eventually she's just like, all right, guys, stop. She's like, I'm laying down the law. She's like, you're all coming on Tuesday nights, 6.30 p.m. We're having a Bible study. And so we're like, all right, fine. <laughs> so we're like, all right, let's see what this is about. And, and so, you know, through that, we actually, you know, we called the group Tuesdays and we all got to, you know, experience faith and, and that fellowship and that culture. And it was through that that uh, I actually accepted Christ and I, and I accepted it in my heart. And I remember that the day that it happened that I prayed that prayer and I accepted, the, you know, Jesus into my heart. I was like, you know, Lord, change me, you know, I, I need you. You know, I realized how much I needed God and I needed him to get to God because there was nothing I could do on my own that would ever righteously deserve to be in the presence of a good, truly good, righteous God. And so I remember that when I prayed that, I was just like over, like, like washed with this just love and over, I mean, overwhelmingly where he was like, like, I know, like, I know what you did, but it's oh, like, it's in the past. It's not who I see you as. Like, you're righteous, you're holy, you're loved. Like, I love you more than you could possibly imagine. Like, thank you. Thank you for finally just coming to me. Like, I would have come sooner had you only asked. And it was like, all of a sudden, the world around me was just like brighter and, and the thing, like things made sense. Like, you know, like I, I saw good in, in everything. I could see, you know, the Lord in everything. And then and then I was riding on this, like, Jesus, hi. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. And like, like everything. Are you, are you still there? Or all you, all the time, dude. Or were you, like, even more before? I, like, have you, it, have you simmered down because you're, like. It's, it's, it, it's funny because it's gone through, like, these peaks. And then, like, I'll go through a little bit. And then it'll, like, go back even, even more. And God just keeps showing more and more. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I didn't realize there was so much more of you. And it's like, he's just infinitely deep and infinitely love. And I'm just like, I'm blessed to continuously get That's to amazing. experience that with yeah. him. And, and so after that happened, I had those like, I think it was like three weeks and then, and then I hit this wall, you know, cause like Satan came back in and anytime you, you know, anytime I want to encourage anybody who's listening to this, anytime God's trying to move in your life heavily or, or you have that joy, Satan's going to come in and try to steal it. And so he came in and he was like, Hey, like, uh, I know you've, I know you think you're feeling great, but like, um, you remember what you saw before? Like, you, you remember what happened when you died? You remember that place? Yeah. Yeah. I, I still got you. Those lies started coming in, and I, was, I just got really depressed. And and uh, the the woman who who uh, Katrina is her name, who started the group, you know, she she saw it, and she was like, "What's wrong?" And I was like, oh, "I was like, ah, oh, well, you know, I was like, I don't want to think I'm crazy, like I can't talk about this." And she was like, "No, no, what's wrong?" And I, and I told her what I had seen, what I experienced, and she looked at me and she just goes, "Well, have you asked God?" And I was like, "Asked God?" She's like, like, "It worked. She, it works like that." I was like, "I can do that." And she's like, "She's like, yeah, have you asked him?" to show himself to you. And I was like, uh, I can do that. <laughs> and she's like, yeah. And so I was like, okay. And I, and I just, and I, I remember leaving and I remember I left and I, and I drove out to, to Sailorville Lake and I, and I just hit my knees and, and I just, I, my, my face hit the floor and I was just praying. I was like, God, I was like, I, 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 I know I feel you. You know, I know I feel this love and that's so, I was like, thank you. I was like, I, I was like, this is what your Holy Spirit's got to feel like and what Jesus feels like. And I was like, thank you. And, uh, and I, and I hit my face and I was like, but I, but I know that what I had seen before, 
I was like, I, I was like, I know what I had seen before, before I had brought you into my heart. And I was like, and I was like, I, 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 this may be selfish. This may be, you know, this may be not, I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't even be asking this. I was like, but I need to know you are greater than that. I, I need to know that your presence is greater than that, that there is something that when I end my life, no, I end my life, sorry, but when my life ends and you, you bring me back home, they're like, that's not what I'm going to face. You know, it's not, it's not hopelessness. It's not life without you. And I remember I, I, I was praying and I was praying and I was praying and all of a sudden I had a moment like that where I just was out of my body again. And, and this time it was like being in this, this throne room. You know, where like this, like revelation description almost. Like, yeah, like just like the best way I can describe it was that you know my face was still on the floor and like it was like these infinite walls, but I knew it was a throne because you could you could feel all authority, like you you knew you were in the presence of righteousness and and it was amazing because it wasn't like you know like you kind of mentioned with our with our culture really has this thing where we can put on a happy face I can I can wash the outside of me and put on this facade and be like I'm good things are great but inside I know I'm I know what I'm struggling with I know that there's things and all of that was just bare before God I mean I couldn't hide it he was just like he was like I see all of you I know all of it every thought every wicked thing you've done I know all of it but you're still here like through Christ and through his redemption I was still there and I remember I, my face was on the floor and I was like okay that's that's good I was like it was like it was almost too much you know I was like I was like that's good like take me back I was like that's all I needed I was like thank you God and he's like he's like you asked to see me like pick up your head and I was like thank you I want to but I was like I really feel like you might actually kill me and take me right now if I look at you I was like I can't handle that right now I was like I was like it's good I appreciate it like thank you and God's like pick up your head and I was like eh. and he's like pick up your head so I remember I kind of like looked a little bit and like out of like the corner of my eye, I like lifted my head and I saw like this, this sandal and I saw like a toe and I was like, boom, that's good. That's all I needed. I was like, I saw you. I looked at you. I was like, we're good. I was like, take me back. I was like, it's all I needed. I was like, I can live the rest of my life happy. I was like, I can die happy. I was like, I, that's, that's all I needed. And, and like that moment I like, you know, back into my body. And I remember I like just jumped up and I was just like filled with this overwhelming just joy. It was like, didn't even understand what had happened, and I ran into back, I ran back to Katrina's house, and I threw open the door. I was like, "You guys are gonna believe what just happened!" Like, I, just see God. I was like, "This!" I was like, "I just saw God," and they're like, "That's amazing!" And I was like, "You know," I was thinking, I was like, "Man, if people, you know, if people think I'm crazy for sharing these drug stories, like people sure as heck are gonna think I'm crazy now." Like, like it's I easier. Like, to, <laughs> I think I think that it's easier to tell somebody a drug story than it is to tell right. them that you have seen God. Right. Because and, I don't know that anybody. I didn't know this about you, and I don't know that anybody in my life has ever said, I've seen God. Because you know what? Think about how amazing that is. Yeah. Because if God decided to show himself in mass like he did for you, who could deny him? Dude, if you ever are not on fire for God, I'm going to beat you. I'm going to beat you senseless. Please do. Because if you have had an experience like that, and, and even, for, even for people who are not religious mm -hmm. and say, hey, here is why you think you've seen that. Mm -hmm. You know what? It's still real to you, mm -hmm. right? And it is God revealing himself mm -hmm. in a way that is so special mm -hmm. and so unique and yeah. so your story alone. Yeah. Dude, that's amazing. And, and the, the beautiful part about it to me was when I realized, I was like, you know, like, kind of like you said, is that I think there's this almost inherent, like, fear 
of, of asking God that and wanting that experience of him, like I, like I shouldn't do that. Or it's almost like, you know, if I ask for that, he might just do it. And I think there's a beauty in when David said, you know, when he said, the, I think he said it in Psalms, he said, you know, it is the glory of God to conceal himself. You know, to not just, one, if he just showed up, like, he would probably kill half the people in this world just because of his divine presence would, you know, sin can't be in the same area. That's why we need Christ as our, you know, to be, that's why he had to die for it's us, to mediator. be the mediator, yeah. exactly. And, and it, but David says, it's the glory of God to conceal himself, but it's the glory of kings to seek him out. Like, God wants us to seek him out. I mean, Jesus even said when he was talking to the people, he said, he said, uh, in the context of it was he was talking to the, to the crowds and he was saying like, look, if you, you know, if, if, if you ask anything of your father or your child asks anything of your earthly father and you say, you know, I, I want bread, are you going to give him a stone? Yeah. You know, he's like, he's like, if you're wicked and you, you understand that, he's like, how much more does your God in heaven want to get to you and give to you? He said, ask and you shall receive. He's like, seek and you shall find. He's like, knock and it will be open to you. That wasn't, a, that wasn't a hesitant thing. He's like, God wants to reveal himself to us. He wants to be with us. He wants to give us those experience and that joy. And that just like you said, I love the way you said that, that unique experience because, you know, it's not a cookie cutter thing. It's like, come to Christ, <laughs> experience God. Like, yeah. he will come to you in ways that you, will, you can never imagine. Okay, so, so now you told me this happened so, I mean, for people who are listening, mm-hmm. we, like we talked about earlier, we grew up in the same area, yeah, right? Yeah. And so when I came to know Jesus, do you know where I was? Where? Sailorville Lake. That's amazing. Okay. So, <laughs> That's amazing. And so, here's, so, so here is, I'm, I was by myself, and I, I'm going to say where I was, because yeah, yeah. I want to know where you were. Yeah. I was at the bottom of the spillway. Oh, down in the parking lot. Were you in the spillway? I was at the top of the spillway. <laughs> so if I would have moved like a hundred feet, <laughs> God would have shown me his foot. No, it's it's. But see, that's the thing, though. Is there's not like a there's not a there's not a like. No, I, I gotta go to this. But you don't yeah. think this guy's No, like, I know. God's but like, it's come just, to me. It's so funny that that's like, amazing that our paths have crossed, and it's yeah. it's so neat that in the more people that I speak with, the more. I realize that we have really, we have this unique experience, Mm -hmm. but we have so much of a shared experience too. And the fact that God is so big and and we, it it always makes me crazy when people say, well, he never shows up. Well, it's funny because he shows up to me in the same way that he's showed up to you. But you know, as somebody who has maybe never lived this this distant life that we have, They've shown it. He's shown himself to me the same way that he's shown himself to somebody else who's been in faith their whole life yeah. in, a, in a more loving, tangible kind of way. Yeah. Other than this mystical kind of thing that, yeah. that maybe we required yeah. to, to really take that step of faith. Yeah. And so, you know, that's the thing that I just think is so amazing is God just works sometimes. Mm-hmm. I think it, I think it's beautiful too because, you know, I I uh, I've come to find that you know when I can share my testimony with people, some people are like, man, like that's so cool. I wish I had something like that. And I'm like, I don't. I was like, I'd never want you or anybody to go through the experiences that I did. I yeah. was like, like you said, you know, that that like it took that for God to rip me back. And I was like, if you if God if God's blessing in your life is that He has kept you from that stuff. It's like that in itself is a testimony. Like that's amazing to the love and the protection of his hand. And I think that that people forget that 
you know, we, we get too comfortable sometimes. And we're like, I want this amazing experience. I want to feel God. It's like, and I tell people, I say, you know, like, just, let's just take a second. Did you feel that? Did you feel that? Did you feel that? And they're like, what? And I was like, did you felt God? I was like, did you feel that? And they're like, well, what do you mean? And I was like, every single time your heart is beating, God's got his hand on you. Yeah. God's, God's showing you his love. Like, every single heartbeat. I was like, think about it. Are you controlling that right now? Are you saying, okay, heart pump, breathe, heart pump, breathe, heart pump, breathe, go. No, it's, it's out of your control. It's something that God is keeping his hand on and he's working that. And when we take our eyes off of the fact that, you know, I'm not going to believe in God unless this, unless like Elijah, fire comes down from heaven in front yeah. of me. And, but when you look at the context of that, Israel needed that. Yeah. They needed it to come back to God. Well, and the thing is, you look at that, and his faith was so strong. Mm -hmm. He didn't have a doubt. God wasn't doing that so that Elijah could believe. Mm -hmm. Elijah knew it was capable of it. Elijah mm -hmm. knew it was possible. And he knew that God's heart was for those people, and they yeah. needed to they, see it. They, they had needed to experience that. And so I encourage people. I say, you know, you know, and anybody listening, I'd encourage you that, you know, take that time and and seek God out and go to Him and and. You know, I tell people this and they take it in the wrong way. I say, go pray. And people are like, okay, go, go get alone and be like, oh, our father. No, I'm like, I'm like, go pray. Like, like dump out everything before God. I mean, everything. I mean, those things that are on your heart that you don't want to say, where you're going to be like, where they, they come with the swear words, they come with the crying, they come with the anger, they come with all of that stuff. God wants that. He wants you to bear your heart before him. And in those moments, he, he will show up. When I was young, we went to the Catholic Church. I have a lot of Catholic family. And mm -hmm. when I look at the difference, and, and maybe I, I don't know that this is a, I don't want to generalize, mm -hmm. but in my experience, um, the idea that we're going to be in prayer, right? And that we are going to, and, and there's important things involved here, but that. I'm going to come with reverence, you know. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you, Lord, for this day. Yeah. You know, everything is wonderful. Sometimes you need to scream, and sometimes mm -hmm. you need to cry, and sometimes you need to tell God and Jesus, I'm mad at you. Mm -hmm. I don't like this. What did you do? But I think that that comes with experience sometimes yeah. because, you know, when we're taught to pray, you know, we're taught that, you know, oh, you, you know, come, you know, our Father that in heaven, hallowed be thy name, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's an example of a good way to pray. But mm -hmm. sometimes it's the most important thing is God wants to talk to you. Yeah. And he wants to know where your heart is. Yeah. And the thing is, one of the things that was funny for me to start to realize was when I pray and I'm lying in my prayer, like, <laughs> oh, thank you for this day. Well, you know what? I really wasn't thankful for this day. This mm -hmm. day was horrible, mm -hmm. right? The only person that I'm lying to is me. Yep. <laughs> God's like, God I, I knows, know. <laughs> God knows my heart and he knows what I'm saying. So why do I want to lie to him? Mm -hmm. Right? Let him know. Yeah. And, and I love that. And I, and I love that God put this in the Bible. And I think he showed it to us for a reason. Like you just said, is, is the Psalms, you know, in the relationship that David had with God. Because he said David was a man after God's own heart. You know, yeah. heart after God's own heart. And if you look at the Psalms, I mean, there's times where he starts out and he's literally saying, like, depressed and saying things like, Lord, you have left me. You have forsaken me. The world is horrible. Everything's bad. 
But in those moments of being able to bring that before the Lord and then let his truth come upon him, he, by the end of the psalm, he's saying like, God, you're so good. Like, you know, you're really great because he could just bear his heart before him. Yeah. And I think that, that the only thing that I would say that, um, that to, to really remind people is that, is that just, just, just when you pray, just bring Jesus. That's, that's it. Just, he's the mediator. Like a hundred percent it's him when, when, um, I don't remember where it's at, but it says that, you know, like through Christ, we are able to come boldly before the throne. Like Jesus paid that price that we don't have to be shamed and guilt and, and we can come before God. We can be there with him in his presence boldly before the throne. And, and God's like, I want you to come to me. I want you to come to me with everything that you are. I don't want you to come to me and lie to me. Like he said, you know, yeah. he's like, cause I can tell, I know. He's like, I can see everything. Like I, I know. He's like, just be honest with me. Like bring it before me. Like we can work through this. I want to, I want to, I want to cleanse you of that pain. I want to cleanse you of that sorrow. I want to show you that I am good. You know, I want to be with you and, and being able to, to truly pray and be one-on-one -on -one alone with God and just bear all with him and bring Jesus in and be like, all right, Jesus, I, I, I'm a little upset. Actually, I'm a lot of upset right now, you know? Yeah. And, but like, but I trust you and I need you and I need you to work through this with me is, is some of the most powerful prayer I've ever had in my life. Like that honesty. Well, and I think that, I think that that keeps that, you know, once, once you can get into that honesty, I think that's where you have that my personal relationship with Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, right? Yeah. Uh, that's where that personal relationship is built because think about your friends. Yeah. Like if, if you have a close friend, do you want to lie to them or do you mm -hmm. want to allow them to help you through your times of trouble and need? Yeah. And if, if you're not having that friend there with you mm -hmm. in those times of trouble and need and honestly telling them what you need, that's not a real relationship. Yeah. And that's not what we're built for. We're built for a personal, honest relationship. Yeah, and one of the most beautiful pictures I heard somebody explain that with once was like, they said, oh, well, you know, somebody said, well, God knows already. And well, why do I have to tell him? And it's like, okay, well, think about it this way. Think about it. you have a best friend that, that, that should know everything about you. And then you have something go on in your life and you go tell another friend. And then that friend tells your best friend. And so they know, they heard, but at the same time they're sitting there and they're like, and, and you go to talk to them and they're like, and you're like, oh, well, you, you knew already. I thought you knew already. And, you, and they're like, well, yeah, but I, I wanted to hear it from you. Yeah. Like I wanted to hear it from you. Like I wanted to experience that with you. Like that's what I desire. And I think that that's the beauty of God. Like God wants our hearts, you know. He wants your heart. He just wants you to bring your heart to him. And, and that's where, that, I mean, that, that's truly what Jesus died for so that we wouldn't have to, to be full of guilt and full of shame and full of condemnation and full of like, we got to put on a happy face all the time. It's like, no, like we can bring that before God and, and we can confess that and be open about that and, and bring healing through that. You know, that's, that's, that to me is beautiful, the depiction of that relationship with yeah. Christ. Do you still have a relationship with Katrina? I do. So does she know like... Like, have you ever just laid it out for her? Because, you know, I, I think that there's no, there's nothing that warms my heart more than to know that something that I did affected somebody's relationship with Jesus in this positive way. Yeah. 
Have you ever just like thanked her? Or done it? I mean, is it kind of one of those unspoken? <laughs> we're good. You give each it's, other the side eye and a thumbs the up. And just like, yeah, head nod and you're good. No, man, it's a. Uh, I've, I've, I've been blessed enough to still have her in my life and have that relationship and and. Uh, you know, I, it, shout out to her if she's listening right now. It, and I actually got to talk to her last night, but I want to say this again because, you know, I can, I can never say this enough that, I mean, it truly means more to me than I can ever say that, that she introduced me to Christ, that she brought him into my life. I mean, it, it, it literally saved my life. Like it, it gave me a second chance on life and it brought me into a love and a joy that I can never repay her for, you know, and it's, it's, I'm eternally grateful. If you're listening, Katrina, I am eternally grateful for what you did and being able to, 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 you know, sacrifice your time when that, you know, and she'll tell you this too. Like she loves talking about this. She'll be like, you know, when, when that rowdy little, you know, sarcastic, crazy kid came through my door and God was like, love him. And she was like, really? Like, do I have to? And she's like, I don't even want this guy <laughs> like, in my house. Do I have to? And then like, but, but she chose to, you know, make that decision to love me and guide me in that and show me who Jesus was. And, and it's just, man, it's just, I, I, I'm a, I can never thank her enough for that. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, just the, that somebody can love on you enough and show you enough that it can change your life and your eternity yeah. forever. And my mind also goes to the tangible world that we live into. Mm-hmm. So now you told me that you and your parents became a little distant, mm-hmm. no longer in the house, different things like that. Through working with her, did that mend that relationship too, or were you already working towards that? How did how did the the earthly father and mother kind of work out? Yeah, yeah, that um, you know I I love my parents both very very much, and they know that. And if they're listening, I love you guys, <laughs> and, and I tell them all the time. And and we actually that did get mended, and it was um, through a lot of it was you know just just diving deeper into my relationship with Jesus getting the healing that I needed there because I, 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 I knew the pain. I knew the hurt that I had caused in my family. I knew the, the, the tension I put on them. I knew the things that I had done. And, and honestly, I couldn't forgive myself. And it was really hard for me to come to them and, and say these things. And then so when I was actually able to come to Jesus and really learn that, you know, he forgave me. He, he hung on that cross so that I wouldn't have to be ashamed and full of guilt and that, that I would be able to receive love and, and be able to do that. And through that, actually, um, and some experiences through uh, discipleship programs that taught me, you know, that the transparency and being able to face these things and just be able to talk and be like, look, and just be transparent and open. And, and um, I, I remember the day I came back um, from that. And it was one of those things where, you know, it was another one of the experiences where Jesus just built me, built me up again, took me to a deeper understanding of him. And I came home and and I knew I had to talk about it. You know, I knew I could go the rest of my life just never saying anything because we had, we had never addressed it, really. But we had gotten to the point where, you know, I'd gone to college and we were like, you know, I'd come over and say hi to them. And we like, you had this relationship again. And, and and, but it was still like that, that wall was there for me. And I came back and Jesus was like, you need to talk about this. And so I remember, you know, I was in my kitchen with my family and, and I, uh, you know, we were talking. And I was talking about Jesus and Jesus and Jesus. And then and I, I kind of got like quiet. And, and I was like, I got, I was like, I have to say this. I was like, I'm so sorry for what I did to our family. I'm so sorry for the pain that I brought in. I'm so sorry for the hurt that I, that I caused you guys. And, 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 and I'm so sorry. And the moment I said it, you know, I felt that weight start to lift. And then, 
I remember my mom and my grandma and my, and my sister just picked their heads up and they looked at me and they just said, Jesus, 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 they said, Jason, we forgave you a long time ago. And, and like, I, like I knew it, but, but being able to talk about it and hear that, all the weight just left, all the guilt just left, all the shame just left. And, and being able to just, just talk about that and, and bring that in, in, a, in a way that Christ was there and guiding it and leading it and, and knowing that love was in him first, that even if they did not forgive me, I knew he did. Yeah. And being able to bring that, that opportunity to them to be like, you know, where I, I don't need, I need to be free from this. I don't need to hold on to this. And, and, and they need to know truly I am sorry. And, and it built up this relationship that I have now with my family where, you know, now God's just, just freely moving in my family. And, you know, he's, he's, he's healing things in my heart. He's healing things in their heart. And we're all able to grow together and, and share about God and, and talk about God. And it's amazing. And it's, and it's beautiful and something I never had before yeah. that, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's been, it's kind of funny in the, in the last uh, week or so, you know, I have, I have struggled a little bit with um, Christian relationships lately, you know, just, you know, we, we were part of a church plant that was pretty tight knit for a long time. Before that, we were from the, from the planting church, we were there for a long time and we were we had a lot of connections, right? And, and people, you could just make a phone call and you could have those honest conversations, you know, because that's, you know, you talking about that weight being lifted. I think that that happens when we live that open relationship, you know, mm-hmm. when we're not hiding all of the baggage and the sin and all of the things that, that we're not supposed to hang on to. Mm-hmm. And we're able to, I think that there, you know, well, I've, you know, I've, I, I, I repented for this. I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm good. But there's nothing stronger than verbally saying, here's what I messed up, you know, and even if you need accountability saying, hey, here's where I'm at. I don't know that I can get through this by myself. And then you have that Christian brother or sister walk alongside of you Mm -hmm. and just help you through that time of need, even if it's by saying, hey, I'm going to I'll hold you accountable for this. That doesn't mean that we're going to walk together for the next 10 years. Yeah. Maybe that means, Hey, I got six months yep. for six months. We can do this. Yeah. You know, my door is always open. My phone can ring anytime you need it. Right. Let's do this in six months. We'll reassess them where you're at. Because honestly, if in six months you still need me to hold you accountable, I'm doing something wrong. Yeah. You need to find somebody different that yeah. can do a better job. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in the, in the transition, I think that I, you know, there's a, there's the book on love languages, right? Yeah, so yeah, my yeah, wife yeah. laid this out to me. <laughs> so my girlfriend, I, we, we went through it too. So. I, am, I, am, I am definitely somebody who requires some affirmation, mm-hmm. right? And, and that's, that's my love language. Yeah. And when, and to the point where somebody can tell me, Oh, well, maybe you could have done a little better. In my mind, what I hear is that was the worst thing that I've ever seen, (laughs) you know, and and I'm just, it it does that to me. But for somebody to say, oh, I really like that. I hear that was the best thing ever. You know what I mean? Like it it fuels me a little bit. And relationships need time to percolate and to grow. Mm -hmm. And coming from a place where I had those deep rooted relationships, I don't always know how to make the new ones that fast, right? Because I want to just snap my fingers, 
have this relationship, but I didn't put the work in. Yeah. And, and it's not there. And so I was talking with her about that and just, you know, I mean, we love what we're doing and where we're at and, and the people, but I just needed that deeper connection. Yeah. And I got, talked to my wife about this. The next morning I wake up and I have an email from the church that says, hey, <laughs> there's some leadership stuff coming up. Would you contemplate doing this? And I'm like, is this seriously? Like, you know, and, and I think for people of faith, it's easy to yeah, know. It's like, God, God why did you make them send me this email? Right. <laughs> and, you know, and so I see, you know, and, and the idea that the affirmation kind of fuels me, yeah, right? Yeah. Because now somebody knew who I was enough to think that I was capable of doing something more than what I'm doing. Yeah. And it, it kind of... It gives me that warm inside, yeah. right? And, you know, I hope that it isn't a prideful thing. You know what I mean? Like, I hope that it's, it's where it's at. And, um, and so, I, you know, I kind of laughed. And God, why, you know, seriously, this is what you're doing to mm -hmm. me? And then uh, I was at work yesterday, and, and I, have a, I have a helper who comes around occasionally. He used to work for a buddy of mine. And uh, he lets me borrow him every once in a while. And now he, okay. his helper stepped away on his own, but he doesn't have all that much work. So when I have some stuff I can use him for, I call him and he comes and helps me. And, you know, he, his name's Gordon. And uh, I really hope that someday Gordon will come and share his testimony because yeah. Gordon is not, when you look at Gordon, you know, he's got tattoos on his neck and tattoos on his arms and he's been in a little bit of trouble and he doesn't come off with that cookie cutter Christian look. And so, you know, when the guy comes and he's new and he's working for me, I'm not just, <laughs> the first thing out of my mouth is how much you love Jesus. You know, that's right, not what I'm right. saying. <laughs> and so, you know, we, we had this kind of professional thing and we were talking about what we do and, you know, I mean, when you talk about what you do, when you're involved in church a lot, yeah. it naturally is, well, I do church stuff. Yeah. And, yep. <laughs> and he goes, Hey, me too. And I go to this place. And so we just start talking. That's awesome. And it turns out that Gordon is a strong man of God too. And, That's amazing. you know, and just in his walk and, and his struggles and his things, God has revealed himself in these amazing ways. And, you know, by the time we worked together for like the first six hours, we both knew each other's testimonies. We both knew where we're at. Right. And it was just this immediate kind of thing where, we have a different relationship at work now. Yeah. You know what? You can be my helper and, and I can be your boss and we can do this thing. You know what? Now we don't have that because <laughs> we're both brothers in Christ, yeah. right? You don't work for me. You're here to help me because I need your help. You know, I just have this totally different view yeah. on his relationship with me. And, you know, just to be able to see somebody who maybe not would have been my first choice and saying, I bet that guy's really strong in his faith. Yeah. You know, it's amazing just to see. And, and I can't remember. I'm sure I was going somewhere else with that story, but you, I just I, got excited. Yeah, no, dude, no, no worries. But, uh, it's, I, I agree with you. It's, it's uh, you know, kind of like you were talking about. It's, it's that thing that, that we, you know, like I said, it's relationship. We are yeah. built for relationship. God built us for relationship with him and relationship with one another. And when we let ourselves get isolated or closed off or feel like we have to fake it, it, it closes off some of that part of the relationship. You know, that's why I, I completely believe in transparency. You know, that's why I just believe in being able to share what's going on. And there's a time and a place and there's wisdom in knowing that. But 
You know, Paul even says, he says, confess to one another, pray for one another so that you may be healed. It's not, I'm not confessing you just to emotionally dump. I'm not listening so I can gossip and share it later. It's that you're confessing to me because this is on your heart and you've brought it before God, but you may need accountability. You might need somebody to walk through it with you. And then I'm gonna pray with you. I'm gonna pray for you so that you can be healed from this, you know? And, and that, that fellowship and that love in the church, I mean, that's what drew people to the early church because they saw the way, you know, Christians were acting, acting towards one another and they were like, oh my gosh, like, what is that? Like, this is so different. They're, they're loving one another, they're helping one another. They sold their house to, to pay for that person. So like, what just, what? People don't do that. And, and I think that, 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 the, that, the, that the problem that we have is when we let our own pride and our own shame and our own guilt tell us, you know, you, you, you can't share this. You, you can't open up to these people. They're going to judge you. They're, they're going to do this. And, 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 you know, Satan tries to isolate us and, and say, like, you got to put on this, you know, quote, the, the cookie cutter Christian thing. And it's like, there is no cookie cutter Christian. You know what the yeah. cookie cutter Christian is? That you know you are fallen, you are sinful, and you need Jesus. That is Christian. Yeah. And, and when we lean into that and, and we fully say, you know, hey, I'm not perfect. I got, I got struggles. I, I need you to pray for me. I need you to be here for me. And we open up, man, it just, that love accompanies it. Well, and I think that when we are living that idea that we don't mind, in my life, I don't care if I'm judged. Yeah. I mean, yeah. in, the, in, the, in the beginning, you're sensitive to your judgment of your yeah, faith, right? Definitely. But at the end of the day, you know, I mean, as much as I do like the affirmation, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't require it. Yeah. You know, if, if, if my relationship with Jesus isn't enough for you, yeah. I'm sorry that, you know, that's it. But I did remember where I was going with the story about Gordon. Okay, can so I say I one thing about the judge? Yeah, do, thing, it, do it, do okay, it. Okay, so with the judge thing, though, I completely agree. Because it's when you hit that point where you understand with God that you say, look, I've already been judged. The judge gave his sentence and I am healed. I am freed. I am righteous. I am redeemed. I am holy. And that was paid for and bought by Jesus's blood. You know, it doesn't matter what anybody else says. I, I, I know who I am in Christ. And it's this beautiful thing that happens where, you know, I, and this, this has happened in my heart a little bit, re, like more recently is that I understand that when somebody does judge me and when somebody looks at that stuff, my heart goes out to them because what are you holding on to? Yeah. You know, how, how are you viewing yourself? I mean, if, if you can't forgive me and see me the way Christ does, there's got to be something you're holding on to. And, it, and my heart goes out for them, and I pray for those people because, you know, they're, they're struggling with something. It's not about me, you know, and, and I just want to love on them. And I just want to be like, all right, like, 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 I know you're mad at me and you're judging me. You think I'm bad, but like, what are you dealing with? Like, what can I help you with? Like, but how can I serve you? But a lot of those people are the same people who are not going to tell you yeah, what they're dealing with. Yeah, I know. You know Everything is good, you know? We yeah. just, we, we smile, look. Right, you know? and I'm just like, man, like, I want to love you. I want to be here. Like, if you, if you need me, it's okay. You can still judge me. It's okay. Like, I'm going to love on you anyway. That's okay, because God so loved me first, and yeah. he loves you too. Yeah, and that's that. Uh, that's and I, God's and, and I think that living that out, living that out in front of people, is important because yeah. they can learn. You know, you're what do you say, 23? 24. 24. If you're 24 years old. It doesn't mean that you're not going to affect somebody in their walk who's 60 years old. Yeah. They can look at that love and that that way that you're approaching something and learn from you. Age has nothing to do with it, right? I mean. Everybody, 
a lot of people know that that older lady who knows every verse and <laughs> yeah. she always yeah. knows the right thing to say. Yeah. Vivian Kincaid, that would be, <laughs> that would be my lady. And, uh, you know, it, it, there's that lady. And you know what? You're going to look at her or him and, and know that they have what it is. Mm -hmm. But you also have everybody from the walk just early in their development to, to wherever else they yeah. decide to get to. Yeah. And we can all learn from each other. That's, yeah. the, that's the most amazing part about yeah. it. But, so yeah, yeah, but no, so I was telling you that story about Gordon. Right. I was getting it set up because, <laughs> so I was, you know, Gordon shows up and we're working together and we're doing our thing and uh, we're laying a tile floor together is what we were doing. Nice. And so, nice. you know, we're kind of, we're in this little laundry room standing on top of each other. <laughs> what are we going to do? We're going to talk about Jesus. <laughs> yep. And so, and so we're sitting there and we're talking and I was telling him this funny story about how, ha ha, you know, God sent me an email, you know, and <laughs> yep. in my mind, you know, I still, yeah, I'm, I still struggle with things at times and I kind of write it off as it's a coincidence, yeah. right? It's a coincidence. They just happened to send out an email the same day that we were talking, whatever. And so while I'm telling Gordon this story, you know, and laughing about how me and my wife were talking about this at dinner. The next morning I wake up and God's like, I got something for you. <laughs> While I'm telling him this story, I get a text message from somebody different at the church who says, hey, would you talk to your wife and consider this? <laughs> and, oh, like mid-conversation. And I'm like, all right, well, <laughs> I suppose good, this is being it for consideration. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and so I just tell my wife about it and, uh, you know, and, and it's funny how we looked at, this is when she, she relayed to me the idea of affirmation because mm -hmm. in my mind, this is God saying, oh, you want something? Here, go do it. You yep. want to do it? You bring it. You know, that whole, you know, well, God didn't do something. Well, I put you there. You do I gave it. You the opportunity. I gave you the opportunity. Yeah. And so I see it as that. Yeah. You know, God kind of giving me the smack and saying, there's the opportunity. Go do it. My wife related to me differently. She tells me she's much wiser than I am. <laughs> And Women uh, are. <laughs> yeah, man, 24 and you already know this. <laughs> but uh, she tells me, you know what? That is maybe what you needed to hear to get motivated to stay. And that idea of I got some affirmation to know that I was loved where I am and that it's important to be where I am and that I have something to offer where I am. You know, yeah. and, and, you know, it's just funny how the same experience, and I think that involves a lot of people in the church. We can see the same experience, but we see it through our kind of misconstrued eyes at times. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I know one of the things that, and I struggle with it in, in worldly things and godly things, mm -hmm. I think that my brain is the way that every other brain works. Right. You know, well, why would you think that that's possible? Because, you know, like in my mind, that doesn't make sense. Right. Why would you think it does? Right. But we all operate from that unique perspective that we've developed yeah. and that God has allotted us, you know, all of our experiences to work from. Yeah. And I operate from mine, you operate from yours. And so when we can live in that open relationship, yep. I'm thinking God's laying a hammer down on me. My wife relays to me the idea that maybe I'm just getting loved. Yeah. You know, and so 
I like the idea that I'm yeah. being loved yeah. way, more than, you know, way more than getting taught a lesson. Yeah. So, you know, so yeah, and, and it's important that we live that openness because, mm-hmm. you know what, if I would have just arbitrarily made a decision on what direction I wanted to go, mm-hmm. maybe I wouldn't have seen it as a love thing. Yeah. Maybe if I wouldn't have told my wife, hey, I'm thinking about this, I got this, this is an opportunity that might be available to us, maybe I would have approached it with a different heart. Yeah. So yeah, and that, and I think that's beautiful too that you brought up. You, you're talking about you know really being able to to understand kind of and hear God that that um, you know I'm going through this this Bible study that's called Experiencing God, and I'd recommend it to anybody who who really wants to learn and grow in their faith of really being able to hear and discern God's will for their life. And one of the things they talk about is that you know God will talk to you through by His Holy Spirit, you know through prayer, the Bible, um, and the church. You know, like, like you said, like your wife, you know, being able to talk about that. And, and I love the fact that a lot of the times we, we, you know, it's easy to write off, oh, that was coincidence, right? Or like, like we ignore the little ways God speaks to us because, you know, yet again, we want the Mount Carmel experience, fire coming down. But I love how right after that, when Elijah runs, into, runs away from Jezebel, because he literally just saw God, like, do this amazing miracle, and then he hears from Jezebel, hey, I'm gonna kill you, and he's like, well, I'm depressed, and runs off, you know? And he gets depressed, but God comes and speaks to him in this cave, and the way he speaks to him, I I love the picture God paints here, because it says, you know, the Lord came to him, but then it says that, you know, a huge rushing gust of wind came by the cave. The Lord wasn't in it. An earthquake came and shook everything. The Lord wasn't in it. Fire rained down. The Lord wasn't in it. All these wild, loud, crazy ah, things. And then it says, a small gust of breeze came by with the Lord. Yeah. And Elijah heard it and he walked out and went to go meet him. And it's like, I think we ignore the fact that, that, that God is speaking into our lives in these beautiful ways. You know, these little things where he, he was showing to affirm you, you know. Hey, I haven't forgot you. Yeah. Hey, I still love you. Like, if you want the opportunity, I'm going to provide it for you. And I think that we kind of like, we try to brush it off and either hardness of heart or, or just not necessarily, you know, equipping ourselves to hear God's word, you know, to be, to be in his word long enough to understand his voice, you know? How am I gonna know the voice of God if I'm not reading his word, if I, if I don't know what he sounds like? And, and I if think I, it's- If I don't know what to look for. Yeah. You look for that small gust. Yeah, that, you know? It's like, I would've fallen would fall in the earthquake. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh my God, that's wild. Like, let me go see what that's about. And Elijah's like, no, I'm gonna wait for the Lord. And, and I love that. I think that's, that's a great capability for us to be able to, to discern that and, and bring that to him in prayer. And, you know, when we hear something, you know, be able to go to good counsel in the church and be like, hey, like, I think God's moving in this way in my life. And, you know, like, like, like you know, what, you even say, what we were saying earlier before we got on this, that, you know, talking about me moving to North Carolina to just go follow and just show up at Elevation Church because I've been hearing God do that. I mean, that wasn't like a, you know, all of a sudden I was just like, nah, I'm gonna show up. It was like, I wrestled with God, I prayed with God, he, he revealed it to me, I went to counsel, I prayed about it some more, I looked into the word, I went through this, you know, Bible study and, and, and you know, God was just like, I've got you. Yeah. I, I still to this day, you know, while we're recording this, I might listen to this years later and laugh, but like, I have no idea what's gonna happen. I don't know what he's gonna do. You know, and, and I think that a lot of that is just recognizing that God works in everything. And you know what? If, yeah. if this is, if it's a plan that God has put before you, there's something that you're going to learn from it. Yeah. You know what? And, and I mean, since you kind of brought up the idea of that, yeah. you, you applied for an internship. 
I did. Correct? Yes. And so, you know what? Maybe, maybe the answer is no right now. Yeah. Maybe the answer is yes. There's, there's got to be something. And so you listen to this years down the road and, and see where God put you and how he moved it. Yeah. Maybe the answer needs to be no. Maybe yeah. the answer needs to be yes. And I think that part of that living in faith is just understanding sometimes the answer is no. Yeah. And, and trusting that he's still good, you yeah. know, and trusting that, you know, if the answer is no, not being like, well, Lord, why didn't you, I wanted this and why didn't, you know, like, and, and that's another thing with the prayer thing. You can come to God, tamper tantrums. He's going to be fine with it. He can take it. <laughs> but like, but, you know, being able to trust and finally be like, all right, Lord, like, I, I must not be ready for that. And, you know, you must have something else for me to do right now. And, and being able to still seek that out and be able to just lay that down before him and trust him with that is, is a beautiful thing and a beautiful part of faith. Yeah. And, you know, I think that no matter what, you're walking with God, you're clean, sober, making good decisions. I mean, I've had, you know, I mean, this is the first time we've ever really hung out and I've, having a, I've had a fun time, you know. And so I think no matter what, God will put good things in front of you, right? It might not be the things that you want right now. It yeah. might not be what you know. It might be. Yeah. And, you know, who knows? I think it's just so important that we keep those doors open. You know what I mean? We keep, mm -hmm. we keep knowing that God's working in all things mm -hmm. for the good of us. Amen. And if, if we're willing to do that, and I know you said, you, you know, you're willing to pack up everything that you own and move across the country for something that you don't know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Maybe that's the lesson. You know yeah. what I mean? Because... If God put on my heart right now, you need to move halfway across the country, I would come up with 500 reasons why. <laughs> well, I just got my kids enrolled in school. And yeah. Our mortgage is yeah. going pretty good, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, well, I know all the roads here. It's easy for me to work here because I know how to get around town. Yeah, you know? yeah, and yeah. and the, all the reasons why I could find not to move. Yeah. You're just saying, I'm willing to pack up everything and go wherever God wants to take me. Yeah. And that's commendable. Yeah. It's so, and it's, and it's, uh, it, it wasn't easy. I'll actually tell you that uh, my girlfriend, we were talking the other day and she was the one that kind of dropped, you know, yet again, I thank God for her because she was the one that dropped the wisdom into me. She's like, you need to stop holding on so tightly to these things that you think you want, that you think are good and that you think, you know, is going to be where, where you have to be. And, and uh, one of my favorite verses is Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, where it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all of your ways and he will make straight your path. And that, that just completely paints this perfect picture that it's like, I don't need to understand right now, you know? I don't need to understand that I could show up at Elevation Church and they'd be like, uh, you, you gotta go. Like, you need to leave. Like, get out of here. I'm like, all right, God, well. We've, we've called the police. Right, we've called the police. Sir, you're gonna have to go. The security team is in route. <laughs> right. And, and we're it, a big church, you know. Exactly. We got good security. Right. <laughs> and, and to just trust that he's gonna work in that. And, and, and that, for me, was that moment when I finally let go. And I, and I, and I, cause I'd heard it and I'd wrestled with it and I'd known and I was like, ah, I was like, I don't know. I was like, I can still do this myself. And, and it was that moment where I think a lot of us have knowledge about God and of God, but it's that thin, thin, thin thing called action that changes 
knowledge into wisdom. Yeah. You know, that this really makes that head-heart connection of knowing about God, experiencing God, and, and, and getting to walk out life with Him. And so, you know, I mean, I'll be perfectly honest with you. I'm still, like, racking in my head trying to come up with a reason. I was like, okay, well, maybe this might happen, or maybe this might happen. And I'm just like, you know what, Lord? Take it. <laughs> you, just, you take it. I trust you. I'm going to follow you. I, your plans are greater than anything I could think or imagine. Well, you know, you know and at the end of the day, Elevation Church is one of the places I listen to sermons a lot from. So maybe you go out there, you get an internship. I'll come and visit. <laughs> yeah, <You can> introduce <laughs> me to everybody. There we go. <laughs> you know, and, and uh, yeah, I mean, and, I, I think that would be... It'd be amazing. And, I mean, and, yeah. And to me, I was I was laughing because I was talking to uh, I was talking to Katrina about this, and I actually I sent this in on like the video that you have to do like a sixty second video, and I told him I was like I was like, look, I, I don't really know why I, I, I want this internship. I was like, but I feel so called to your church. I was like, I want to be. I was like, God's moving heavily here, and I want to be where God is at. I want to experience Him in my life. I want to. You know, I, I want to just serve him and I want to serve you guys. I was like, if that means I show up and I live out of my car, I was like, please give me at least a, a shower a week. But I was like, if I scrub toilets for you guys, that's fine. Like, like I, would, I, would be, I would be filled with joy in that, knowing I could be part of God's kingdom and serve God's kingdom and just be where he's at, you know, being a part of that. And that, that to me, like when I, you know, really let that sink into my heart and realize that I was like, that's amazing. You know, I was like, I was like I, he is enough. You know, like being able to, to just come before God and in all these aspects of our life and all these things, because there's always going to be something that tries to get in the way of him, you know, where it's like, Lord, like I want to spend time with you, but like I'm in school right now. Or Lord, I want to spend time with you, but we got this, you know, I got this mortgage I got to think about. I got the job. I got the kids. I got my wife. I got all this stuff. And we, we will put everything before him. But when we can hit that point where we just come before God and we say, you're enough, you're, yeah. you're, you're truly enough. And, and everything else on top of that is such a blessing. You know, it just it shifts our whole dynamic of who he is, of life around us, and it just it just brings me this just like overwhelming joy. Don't get me wrong, I I still struggle from time to time, but you know, we refix. You know, everybody listening, you know, we still got our struggles, but it's like being able to refix our eyes on him in the midst of that struggle and be like, you know what, I'm still struggling and I'm wrestling with this, but you are good. You've told me you're working all things for my good in Christ Jesus. That that, that I trust you in that. I trust you even when I don't understand. That I just acknowledge you, and you're going to make straight my path. You're going to lead me. You're going to guide me, and and that to me is just that, that that's that's walking out faith, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think that that is phenomenal. You know what I mean? I think that yeah. it's so neat to see somebody of your age so on fire, so knowledgeable, and so open. You know, I mean, because you know, when when we grow, we that idea of, you know, we took a brushed on that idea of being judged. Yeah. Um, I think that that, when I was younger, it affected me. I think that, you know, when, when you're in that high school, college-esque area, mm -hmm. the, the idea that your peer group is content with you and your decisions and you want to make sure that everything is good, and yet you're just barely pushing past that and you're just like, I don't even care. I'm going to do what God wants me to do. Yeah. And I think that's very mature in your, in your faith. I think that it's, it's refreshing to see it. It's, it's neat, man. I, Thank you. I know that God probably has something amazing planned to work through you and, and yeah. for you. Um, so you did. So you, your background was finance, right? Mm -hmm. So 
you did your finance thing. You decided, hey, I want to see where God wants to put me before I decide to put myself somewhere. Yeah. Um, if you could be working in the kingdom, I know that you, you know, you can, hopefully you get an internship, you get something, yeah. you scrub some toilets, you see, you see, you see, you see, God, you see God and some Clorox wipes. Um, and, the, and the urinal cakes every day. Yep. You see God in all those little things. Yeah. You, when you look in the future, though, I know that what would you love to do? What would your, what would your ideal thing to work in the kingdom? Yeah. I mean, since that's obviously something that's moving in you, what would you want to do? Do you see yourself as counselor, teacher? You know, what kind of, what kind of things do you enjoy within faith community? Yeah, man. I, uh, I, well, one thing I want to do and the one thing God kind of put on my heart and, and, and well, I, I love being able to just talk with people and share about God. I love being able to kind of, like you said, be transparent because you know, we watch the walls come down, you know, and we're able to just be fully open with people and have that fellowship. And I've seen the, the walls come down in people's hearts, and I love seeing God touch people that way and, and really go in and be like, you know, it's okay what you've gone through. Like, I still love you. I'm still here for you. And so I love being able to just speak about him, speak his name, like encourage others, like be there for people if they need it. And um, I, w- I would love to be able to um, you know, just be able to, to preach God's, God's glory and God's name just to, just to people. Because I see, you know, especially in our generation, my generation, it's just like, you know, there's that, we, we, we're, we're desi- we, we have that inerrant desire for God, but we're starting to push so far away from him that there's a hunger there. And people want to know him in a, in a genuine and an open and a, in a real way. And, and I want to see people experience that and see God move in their hearts and and I'd, I'd love to be able to just like, be like, you know, hey, this is how God's moved in my life and, and he wants that for you too. You know, I know he wants that for you too and, and get to see him move. And I, I think that getting to experience a, you know, like first and foremost, every single day to me is a blessing. You know, every heartbeat for me is a blessing. I might forget it sometimes, but then God quickly reminds me. He's like, hey, like I, I gave you your life back. You know that, right? And I'm like, yep, yep, you got it. <laughs> you know, I know. And, but, I, but I'd love to be able to just see God move, like just uh, like an awakening in our, in our generation and in our country again, just to be able to like come into people's hearts in a way they haven't known him yet and to just, just be able to just freely and openly experience him and, and profess him and, and to turn our hearts back to him because it's, it's there, you know? I think that, you know, the media and, and everybody trying to focus on, the world's so bad and everything's so bad and it's like, well, God's still good and he's still here and, and he still loves us and he still desires our hearts. He's just wanting us to turn back to him and, and to just see him move in that way is, is, is I, I don't know. I just, I just love to see it. Even if I'm, you know, even if I'm in the back and I'm just watching and I'm, I'm crying and, and, you know, if I pass out on the ground and, you know, just beginning to be in the presence of God moving in so many people's lives that way. Like, I love that. You know, and that's, it's funny because that's one of the reasons why I really wanted to start the podcast yeah. is because I think that our stories are the strongest way that people can see God. Yeah. You know, our stories are, they need, it needs to be heard and it needs to be told. And podcasting gives a platform where anybody can access it. Yeah. And so, that's, that's exactly why, though. I, yeah. I thought that, you know, 
more people need to hear stories about how God is tangible in people's lives. Yeah. And you know what? I have some funny stories. Like I share them every yeah. once in a while. <laughs> but, you know, at the end of the day, we, I hope that God is the center of what I do here. Yeah. You know, Amen. because it's the only re- God is the reason why I do it. <laughs> right. So, you know, I mean, if, if all I want to do was come on here and talk about me, right. I would quickly run out of things to talk about. And I remember when I told people, well, hey, this is what I want to do. They didn't understand it. Yeah. Like, I think that they thought that you know, a couple of people told me, well, people are going to get tired of hearing these stories. And I'm like, well, you know, in my mind, it all made sense. Yeah. And I said, what do you mean they're going to get tired of hearing these stories? And they're like, oh, well, how many times can you hear a story about how somebody got divorced? Like, God moves in amazing ways, mm-hmm. in, sometimes in good, sometimes in bad. Yeah. And everybody has a unique perspective on it. Mm-hmm. You know, you can talk, I know we did a show about one of them that was kind of relevant to me was did a show with a guy and we talked about growing up as um, with our moms, yeah. you know, as single, single parents and being, being the kids of single parents. And I think that I could talk to 10 different people about what it was like to grow up and be a sing, child of a single parent. Yeah. Every one of those stories is going to be different. God works in them differently. Mm-hmm. Are there similarities? Yeah. I'm sure there's similarities in how the faith journey came. I'm sure there's similarities in some of the struggles that came. Yeah. But all of them have this unique perspective. And I think that God works in those little tiny quirky ways sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, and that is where as followers, it's so neat to settle in and just see, because hindsight's twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. We can look back. <laughs> we can look back ten years ago and say, "Wow, I really am fortunate that this happened." Yeah. Because look at what happened now, and it has direct correlation to what happened back then. Yep. And so you know. Maybe you need a podcast, dude. You get on there and you just talk. I, I, I don't and, know. And, you know, just, uh, you know, we'll talk. We'll talk about it. We'll find, we'll figure out something for you. But right. until then, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe Elevation will be a new maybe, home for you. Maybe. I There's just... probably somebody who podcasts way better than me there. So, oh, man. you know, oh. you go and you go and talk to them. Bring me back some info. All right. <laughs> we'll do. So. I, and, and I want to say, too, like, I really commend you for what you're doing with this. Like, just being able to take that leap of faith, regardless of what people were saying, and being able to, to provide the opportunity for God to move. I think a lot of the times we get upset and we're like, well, God, I'm not seeing you moving because he's always moving, yeah. always. But it's, you know, giving him that space and that freedom to share people's story, to talk about God, to let him just freely move. Like, that's amazing, man. And I really do commend you for that. And well, thank you. God's going to do things through this and through you beyond anything you can possibly imagine. I, I hope so. You know, it's been, it's been neat to me um, to see it grow, yeah. you know, because uh, I know when I started, you never know what to expect, right? right? And so there's algorithmic stuff that you can look at and so you can see who, you know, what areas people are downloading from, what countries, what states, right. and how many and different things like that. And, you know, I had no clue what to expect. Like, I kind of <laughs> hoped that I would get like, Maybe like 20 of my friends will listen. <laughs> right, right. And you know, at least you got your mom, right? <laughs> my mom's never heard it. Really? Oh, oh, man. <laughs> well, so, I mean, so uh, 
I think so. The studio that I produce this in is in their house. Okay. <laughs> and so maybe she's listened to him off, but she's right. never said anything to me. I don't. I don't know that she does, and, and I'm okay with that. And it's funny because I have found that I have some. I have some good friends who do listen. Yeah. But uh, I find that strangers listen. You know, I mean, you only have such a limited number. Right. But. In the beginning, there was you know a core group of people that I knew who I knew were listening, but then all of these other random places and people that I have no clue how they found the show, how they, yeah. you know, how do you discover it? How do you? Because I'm not the best at marketing, right? Right. I don't know how to really push things out there. So if I reach success, you know, I mean, and. I mean, if I can change one life, it's a success, right? Amen. Amen. And and I don't, I don't need to have a million downloads a show. Right. You know, I just want to. If I can change the views on how people see faith, it's important. But so yeah, but so the marketing side of it, the more people who find it, the only people that can take credit for that is God, because Amen. <laughs> I, am, I don't know how to do it. And right. I know it took me a, it took me a long time to figure out how to just upload it. Right. right. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know. I'm not that savvy when it comes to all these things. So yeah, um, yeah I mean the success or failure of this is all in God's hands. Yeah. I suppose I could make it fail easy enough, but... Um, you stop uploading it. Then. Yeah, you stop uploading it and see what happens. But, uh, you know, really, yeah, the only way that, that I can succeed in this is, is with God, yeah. you know, because I can't, I can't do this by myself. And yeah. even to the fact that, you know, finding guests and people to come on, you know... People have to know what I'm doing, and you know, and I, and I finally reached the point now where I've actually had a couple people reach out to me wow. to want to be on the show, and that's amazing because that's awesome. I, you know, at the at the beginning months ago, I was like trying to twist arms, like, yeah. <laughs> come on, I really need you to come and talk to me, you know, right. and and now it's it's evolving into something that I really enjoy. That's amazing. I mean, it's there's there's no, it's. I don't know that I've talked about it much on, on, on the show, but it's an honor to me that somebody would sit down with me and share their soul, you know, and just share their experience and their life and some of the more probably, in our faith, it's sometimes sensitive. Yeah. You know, we don't want to be seen as somebody who, you know, I don't want to ever be misconstrued as hateful or, mm-hmm. you know, or somebody who, you know, if you, if you dive in online on, in Christian yeah. things, occasionally you'll run into these, the end of the world is coming tomorrow. You know, I don't want to be that guy. Mm-hmm. I, I just want to be somebody who loves yeah. Jesus and surrounds himself with people who love Jesus yeah. and want to let other people know how it affects us, yeah. right? Because I can't change the heart of a non-believer. Mm-hmm. I can't change the heart of somebody who is struggling in their faith. Mm-hmm. I can't do those things. But through our stories, God can move hearts. Yeah. God can soften those corners and allow things to be heard and 
and experienced. And that's what I want to provide. Yeah. You know, and so I, I hope it all works out. And, you know, I know I've said it in like intros and outros before, but, you know, everybody who listens, I am so thankful that they are allowing an hour out of their day. Yeah. Right now we're sitting at over an hour and a half. <laughs> you know, so, so thank you. Thank you twice as much. Probably going to be approaching well over an hour, <laughs> but, but allowing us into their world yeah. for that time because I have a whole lot of things that I could do for an hour, you know, and so does everybody else. Yeah. But they chose to spend that hour with us. Yeah. And it's humbling. That's amazing. You know, I mean, when you really stop and think about it. Yeah. So, um, so we are, yeah, we're running, <laughs> we're running a little long, you know, and uh, keeping these people with their headsets on or driving right. around in the car. Uh, so let's, we'll kick this thing off and, and wrap it up here in a minute. But I think one of the most important things that I think that we talked about was the very first thing you know, when, when we started talking about you yeah. struggling in your faith walk a little bit. And could you just kind of wrap it up and remind people when you experience that time where emotion comes into play, mm. where God can't do this to me, yeah. a loving God could not do this, yeah. what do you tell them? Good question. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, we kind of touched on it earlier, yeah. but, you I mean, know. I'd, I'd say it's um, a, a lot of it comes from the faith aspect and understanding that he is good, you know, even, even beyond what I can comprehend, even beyond what I can understand, he is good. And like you said, you can't force somebody um, to accept that into their hearts or believe that. And it's, it's, it's that, that to me is like the pinnacle of faith is do I trust that you're good, you know? So I would, I would really encourage, especially anybody that, that um, is struggling with that, that feels like you know the world is against them, that God is against them, that you know Jesus came and died and gave His life for them, so that they would be able to experience the goodness of God, that they would be able to have that relationship, and that I would just say, go to Him. You know, like we like we touch. It's it's. It, I would love for God to be able to work through my story, and I pray He does. But it's ultimately Him. You have to go to Him, and I and I pray that. Even if you're struggling, even if you're crying and angry and screaming and, and shouting and hollering, that, that you bring that before him and that you just give him that opportunity to, to move in your life. And, yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's, it's always funny when, you know, people, Jesus came to earth as a man and experienced everything that a man experiences. Mm -hmm. That means he experienced that ugly stuff, too. Yep. He understands life is ugly. Yep. You can, you can share that. Yeah. So I think it's nice. There's no temptation that he faced that man does not face now. So. Yeah. So. Well, hey, let's shut this thing down. I really appreciate you taking the time to be with me. Yeah, I think of your story is amazing. My pleasure. And it was wonderful to meet you, man. Yeah, of course. Nice to meet you, too. Do you mind if we pray before we? Yeah, let's, uh, let's say. If pray. listeners don't mind. All right. <laughs> if we, we just, so yeah. if, if, if y'all just give me a minute, if, you, if you're not comfortable with it, feel free to, to just, you know, turn off the podcast now. But I just, 
Yeah, I hope you wouldn't mind just joining us in a quick prayer. You're good, dude. Let's All do right. it. Um, Father God, I, I just want to come before you. I want to thank you for who you are. That, Lord, that you are that you are good. That you are a good Father. That you gave us that relationship with Jesus to be able to to know and experience that. And and Lord, I want to uh, I want to thank you for Phil. I want to thank you for everything that he's doing. That he's trusting you and and just completely leaning on you in faith to be able to 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 provide this opportunity for you to move, Lord, into people's hearts and their lives and, and for people to come and share. And Lord, I know it's truly been an honor for me. And God, I pray that uh, as he continues to honor you in this and, and give the glory to you, Lord, that you just continue to bless him with this and that you would continue to, to, to bring people to hear this, to, to bring people to him, that, that God, you would be able to, to work through all of those lives and that Jesus, you would just continue to anoint this entire podcast that he has, Lord. And, God, I also want to lift up the listeners. And just in Jesus' name, I want to pray for their hearts right now that any of you that are struggling with God, whether you've yet to accept him into your heart, whether you've accepted him and, and um, turned your back on him, or whether you're, you're, just, you're just flat out struggling right now, I just want to pray for you. And I pray that, that Jesus, you would just come into their hearts right now and and through their and through their unique experience, Lord, that you would just bring them back to you, that you would bring them to you, that you would show yourself to them, that God, you would you would move in their lives the only way that only your Holy Spirit can. And Lord, I just pray that you would uh, use this time and and uh, the coming days that as they're listening to this, that you would use that to to show them your love and your glory and your goodness. Jesus, again, I thank you for everything you've done. We thank you for. Everything big, small, and in between. We thank you that you are the first, the last, and the in between. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. See, I like it. That one was that one is reasonable in time. Hey, right? not bad. And, not and, bad. Yeah, the, <laughs> and we had the, the sirens going. The sirens going in the showed back. up. Yeah, Everything's wasn't, good. Wasn't so. forty-five minute prayer, yeah. but. <laughs> well, hey, thank you again, man. I can't tell you how much I appreciate your time. My pleasure. Thank you, buddy. Well, that was Jason's story, and I think that it's one that's very powerful and, and moving. So if you enjoyed that show, please share it with your friends. Send it out on social media. Um, I'd love to see some, some links to it because he is such an outstanding guy. Remember that you can always find us on our website at GodWatchLive.com. Visit with us on Facebook and Twitter uh, and stay up to date on everything that's happening. So have a great week and be blessed.